time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. That is the voice of Paul King, who has been working with me in this podcast forever. We also have added Nikki Whitaker. So thank you to both of them for doing all the behind the scenes. And Paul's voice does the opening there. So I've got to give him a shout out there. But welcome, listeners. Good to have you with us. It is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And of course, we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And today, we've got another podcast with some really good information. Yes, we start off the first half of the podcast with just an update on the industry, and then we go to the hot topic segment. And we're really looking forward to, again, another really informative hot topic. Joining me is a dear friend, Linda Bomar. Also joining Linda with Rachel Harris. Linda is Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Indicom. And Rachel is Vice President of Product Management. And both are serious mortgage professionals. And we're just so thrilled to have them on. Indicom is a sponsor. But folks, they have got some interesting things going on that will help reduce costs and really focus in on what you can do to automate your middle office. So stay tuned and here's some great information about what you can do. I tell you, automation is changing our world so quickly, changing the mortgage world. So let's say a special thank you to the industry syndicate for what they do. We're so pleased to have the relationship that we do with the Industry Syndicate. Check out all the podcasts you can see at industrysyndicate.com. Also want to give a couple of shout outs. Amy Moses, who used to be with ICE, used to be with MERS, is now with SnapDocs. And we're having some really good conversations and learning about what they do. Got to check out snapdocs.com. They're not a sponsor yet. Working on that. But anyway, really pleased to have them here. But Amy, congratulations on landing with what looks like a really good company with a really exciting vision. Also, I want to say a special shout out to Sanat Mohanity, and he is with Vault Edge. He wrote me and says how much he enjoys the podcast. So many of you that write and share your comments with me, and I try to fit as many of these in the podcast, but thank you all of you who text me, write me, and let me know how much you enjoy the cast. And I know there's others out there that wrote me, so if I didn't get your name mentioned, I apologize. I want to say thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Do a great job of helping our industry have our voice heard on the Hill. They also do so much of the way of training. The MBA, how can you be in this industry and not a member of the MBA? You need to be. And so Tricia Megliazzo, my good dear friend, will help you get signed up. But you can have your voice heard, even though you're not an MBA member, you should be. So check out MAW or the Mortgage Action Alliance app in your app store. Download it and make sure you get signed up so you can take what the MBA is pushing out on the hill and we can have our voice added to it. Also, Finastra Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution does a great job helping their clients manage, store, retrieve, and deliver load files in an electronic way 
and uh, moving over to a completely paperless environment. Do a great job on that. So thank you to Finastra for their leadership in automation and their sponsorship. Also, Lenders One and Mortgage Collaborative, both of these entities are co-ops that do a great job of being more of a smaller, intimate atmosphere where you can get together with people that's your size and get into a smaller association with them and conversation with them. Again, they do not replace the MBA. I stress that every time, but they are great for getting up close and personal with your peer group as well as the lenders and vendors that are a part of the organization. Check out both of them, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Also, CMLA, Community Mortgage Lenders of America, another organization that does a great job within the industry, as well as Indicom, who is our guest today. So special thank you to Indicom, providing solutions at every stage of the mortgage life cycle and including automation, outsourcing, and compliance. Also, Incelerate does a great job of helping lenders engage better with their borrowers and prospects and customers. Check out the interview we did with Josh Friend, August 17th. Also, you got to check out theknowledgegroup.com. Just check out the website. Go to their homepage, check it out, and tell me if it just doesn't make you smile. Ken Perry and the group there do a great job of producing really engaging videos and training videos. So there's two aspects of the business. One's just learning management system. And then also they also have the licensing renewal. So check out Knowledge Coop, C-O-O-P. And you'll get a chuckle out of the opening videos on their page. Also Mobility MMI, Mortgage Market Intelligence, does a great job of helping you recruit loan officers, as does Modus. Both of these firms do a good job of accessing the databases, giving you empirical information about what is going on with loan officers out there or realtors. And that's the other aspect of it. So it's really market intelligence. How can you live without at least one of these? I recommend both of them because they complement each other in a really wonderful way. So special thank you then goes out to Alice, Alan, and Matt for their contributions each and every week. Unfortunately, Alice could not join us, called me just beforehand, got pulled into a very, very important meeting, and we're grateful for the time she does join us, but she said the news is really pretty light today, Dave, so don't have anything for the audience, but she used to be work with Indicom, so she's really bummed up she can't be here on this interview with Linda and Rachel. Welcome to the Lickin' and Lending Hot Topics segment, everybody. We've got as our special guest, Linda Bomar, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing, as well as Rachel Harris, Vice President of Product Management, both with Indicom, and we're going to be discussing automating the middle office mortgage operations and with a number of the technologies that Indicom is using. So I want to welcome both of them, both of our mortgage professionals. Linda, Rachel, so good to have you here with us. I've known Linda forever and her husband, Stanley. We won't stay along. No, 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 no. But they've been married for a long, long, long time. But they are one of the wonderful couples in the mortgage industry that I just love seeing at conferences and things like that. And can't wait to get back to those, Linda. So we get to doing it again. Of course, both have worked with Alice Alvey at different times. Alice Alvey sold her training company into Indicom, developed a lot of things. Some of the things we'll be talking about today. That's nice to say that. We can say that because Alice would have said that if she was here and she feels mm-hmm. so bad about missing this. But Linda, let's start off with you. Would you tell us what the heck would you say automating middle office mortgage operations? I know we all kind of think, I think I know what's in the middle. I kind of think what you want, but let's establish that right out of the gate. And then we're going to get over to Rachel to talk about what is your vision for the framework of, for automation. But set the stage, Linda, middle office mortgage operations. Sure. What, are what is the middle office? Well, we all know we've been talking about technology a lot today, so we know there's some great technology out there. And what we've been quick to adopt as mortgage bankers is the front end. So it's that the front end technology that deals with the borrowers and can get the documents in really quickly. Once we get the documents in, we still 
process and underwrite them the same old way we've been doing it for years and years and years. Underwriters actually are the last adopters of technology, and there has been no innovation in that space until Indicom decided to make a big impact there. Well, you guys have done a big impact. We're going to be talking more about that. So, Rachel, let's start off with getting us some insights into Indicom's vision and framework for automation. Just what's the big picture of what you're working on? Rachel? So we have been really exclusively focused on the middle office. How can we make operations more productive for being able to, once we get that application in and we get the documents, and it's important that there's a great borrower experience. Part of that great borrower experience is closing on time and closing with minimal conditions or without getting repetitive tasks for what goes with that. So we focused on being able to look at automating simple tasks with our Bot Genius suite to more complex tasks, which is intelligent automation with our Income Genius product, and then finally kind of bundling all of that information together into a brand new product that we released, Decision Genius, about automating Mm. decision management for operations. Decision Genius. I love that. Is it just primarily in the underwriting area? Seems like it would be. I was going to say that Decision Genius was actually built on two other platforms that Indicom is had in the market for a number of years, Income Genius being 2015 and Audit Genius being way before that. Audit Genius is a system that applies business rules to data and documents. So it's built on our own proprietary data extraction platform. And then Income Genius, of course, calculates income. In the case of Income Genius, so it's more like a silo product. So it's something that can be used with point of sale with loan officers. And as we all know, there are four pillars to the underwriting process. You've got collateral, credit, assets, and income. So using our Audit Genius platform for the data and document extraction, as well as the business rules and our Income Genius for calculating the income, we're able to create a 50% reduction in Hmm. underwriting time for a file. 50%. That's quite significant. Yeah, and this is obviously driving efficiency, speed, and things like that. What are some of the bigger comments you're hearing back from customers? And I should say this, we have introduced Intercom, who is the sponsor of this podcast, also into one of our clients. And I had some wonderful feedback from them. And I just got a message from them. And they are really impressed. And they were like, okay, we'll talk to them as a result of you know, them be a sponsor, but you really captured their attention. And there's some of the things that you're going to capture people's attention, Linda and Rachel, for different reasons. But Linda, what are some of the number one reasons? Is it to reduce cost, shorten the timeframes, all of the above? If you could kind of some insights as to what are some of the motivations or the benefits you're finding from your customers that are signing up for your services? Well, Of course, reducing costs and reducing the time is really important, but it also creates a new level of efficiency. So when you've got calculators calculating income, then you're reducing human error. The same goes with extracting data and processing documents. When a computer is looking at some of this, then your accuracy rate goes way up, plus you have an audit trail, and you can track exactly what's happening during the process. So the everyday mundane task for the processor's job can all be automated. And then when it gets to the desk of the underwriter, he or she is left to make really crucial decisions as opposed to going in and having a pencil or your HP calculator and trying to figure out what's going on with the file and reviewing every single document 
it's in the system. So it's kind of a lift up for you. But in terms of productivity, I said this, I don't know, four or five months ago to uh, somebody that was really interested in this product. I said, well, conservatively, we should be able to underwrite five loans a day per underwriter. And they had, I guess, a little late to the game, post-recession. But there's no way an underwriter could ever underwrite five loans a day. Well, I'm sure there are lots of folks listening to the podcast right now that can remember when an underwriter could do eight, maybe even ten. So we're in a different environment now, but we've plugged all those rules into Decision Genius. And it's absolutely remarkable at the time savings, the efficiencies and the accuracy, plus cost savings that you can realize with the product. Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, I think a lot of underwriters should be embracing this. I'm finding some surprising pushback, and and it's out of Mm -hmm. ignorance. Because when someone pushes back mm-hmm. on this, they're not realizing that this is helping them keep the elevated salary that they're mm-hmm. now earning. And they should be embracing mm-hmm. it because there was an interesting article in Housing Wire recently. It caught my attention. I thought about you, Linda, and what Intercom's doing. Because a lot of people are going, uh, how can we now with the industry slowing down, the absence of some of the refi volume that was going through there, how do we then reduce cost? Do we take it out of the LO side? Well, let's see how that works for you. Or do you want to go ahead and reduce LO commissions? Oh my gosh. But that was one of the no. things that was being discussed about the article. Well, the next thing they always turn to is, of course, the operational area. The operations takes hits all the time and are the least noisy about it, pushing back. But this is one that can actually help justify the higher costs of an underwriter in this market with the tools that you have. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited and passionate about this. But when you're looking at how you automate the middle office, the mortgage operations, you talked about decision genius. Expand on it a little bit. And what other tools are you using that surround decision genius? Well, Rachel alluded to bot genius earlier. And bot is just, we've been talking about uh, RPA, Robotic Process Automation. What we have in Bot Genius, they're pre-programmed bots. You don't have to go in and do it yourself. You don't have to have a project team doing it under your CIOs or your CTOs, all the acronyms we talked about earlier. They're just pre-programmed bots that do the dumb stuff. They order credit. They review appraisals. They do anything that a bot can do where they're just comparing things, ordering things, very manual tasks. And the good news about Bot Genius is those little bots, they work 24 hours a day. And if they try to get into a loan and somebody else is in a loan, then they just come back later. Also, the ROI on these pre-programmed bots, since you don't have to roll up your sleeves and do any of the work, in creating them, and then since they're held on our servers, you don't have to keep them up to date with any new mm-hmm. compliance rules, anything like that, or something, maybe an upgrade to your LOS. We do all of that for you. Then the ROI is easy to realize, as well as the little bots. They don't charge for trying to do stuff. They only charge when they do stuff. So. Yeah. A completed task, that's when you've got something on your bottom line. And again, they work 24-7, don't take vacations. And if somebody breaks something, we fix it. Big deal to be able to get something that's plug and play, that that evaluation, that crazy number that everybody was so shocked by. It's, It's a big project to enable a software platform like that. So to take something that you can get a couple of tasks and run immediately, that's a big deal for everybody. If you can 
focus around a customer instead of no one wants to order stuff. That's not fun. That's not impactful for anyone, right? So true. And I love getting your additional perspective on this ratio because we definitely, I mean, sales, Linda, you and I, we have a high promoter score. So we're always talking about the benefits. And sometimes we hear someone with a less promoter score like Rachel, who is just working the product management side of it. We just get another perspective. Just getting the depth of understanding. Rachel, talk about some of the experiences that you're having and then get ready, my friend, Alan Pollock. I'm going to come to you for some questions. I know this is right down the middle of your fairway. You have a lot of questions you would like to ask and come to you next. But Rachel, talk about what are you seeing for customers that are implementing this? How would you say that from a product management standpoint? So one of the things that we've seen, and I mean, as Linda did hit the nail on the head, that underwriters are not mm-hmm. the first to adopt. And the answer for everyone in the industry for the last 12 years has been, let's pile everything in underwriting bucket. How we wound up with elevated underwriter salaries and being able to get through two files a day instead of the five plus that used to be a thing for looking at that. So our motto in everything that we develop is trust but verify. And we come from that because none of us are native product engineers. We're mortgage bankers that put on a product hat at some point in time for being able to look at that. So will you ever have an underwriter that's going to just trust that a decision was made the same way that they would read or that income was calculated the same way that they would have done it, the way to improve that ROI and to let someone adopt something new is to show them exactly what's happening and let them see it. And seeing is believing and that that's really what drives adoption for operations. Yeah, that's good. Trust but verify. And I think that brings that perspective to it that we get caught up in the efficiency and how many more loans someone can do. But it really does answer the number one question a lot of underwriters are asking is, can I trust this? And how is this verifying the information? Alan, let's get over to you. What questions do you have? Yeah, well, first, I'd like to say, don't be too upset, not that you are, that you're from mortgage and went into technology, because that's probably 90% of the mortgage technology solutions in our industry today. Nobody really went to college and said, I would like to be in technology and in digital mortgage. So that's a good thing. But the second is I've been a part of building bots similar, and uh, I can't agree more. I mean, we need to leverage more of these, and what you've put together really is interesting. You talked a little bit about how technology is disjointed, but I'm really curious about Decision Genius and some of the differentiators. Mind chatting a little bit more about that and how technology is really going to help our lenders and our listeners with that? Well, and I'm going to lean on Rachel for this too. The biggest differentiator is there's nothing out there like it. So there's nothing I can compare it to to differentiate it against. I was talking to somebody the other day. Sometimes it's fun to sell a hot dog because people know what a hot dog is and there are lots of other hot dogs. (laughs) And you could say, well, mine, mine has a better flavor. Well, with Decision Genius, it was something that was born out of the minds of our automation, SVP, and Rachel Harris. So let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. Indicom actually supports every stage of the loan lifecycle through outsourcing software automation, just like Dave said, you know, at the beginning. Rachel, years ago, used to manage our underwriting group. And Rachel is the one that came up with the idea of automating income because she saw a couple of things. She saw that those were the loans getting pushed back from the sellers the most, so that hurt the most, right, because the inaccurate calculations. So she wanted to make that more accurate. 
plus the skill sets in underwriting for calculating self-employed income. Not everybody's the same. You have somebody that's a real whiz kid and somebody that doesn't know how to do it at all. She wanted to be able to give that skill set and that knowledge across the board to our mortgage banker. In addition to the accuracy and speed and ROI costs, all of those things that we talked about before. So a little while back, I alluded to the fact that we had some other systems audit genius, which applies business rules to date and documents. So we had that system, and Rachel came up with the idea, well, dadgummit, if we can calculate income, why can't we look at the assets, too? Why can't we review the collateral? Why can't we review credit? Credit's been being reviewed forever. That's sort of the easiest thing in the bucket. So she put, the, I guess, that table together, had four legs on it, and came up with Decision Genius. And if you think about it, those are the same things that the underwriters are looking at as well. Okay. That is the four-legged stool. Yeah, of course, Linda Beaumont would come up with the four-legged stool. We're getting some questions in on this. If we were to go with Decision Genius, how long does it take to implement? I'm going to lob these questions back to Rachel. Time to implement around six weeks, and that's a complicated reason. It's not a complicated process because we do the heavy lifting for you. But Rachel, will you discuss why it takes about six weeks, what we're doing during that six-week time frame? Yes, building the trigger points for where the push would be because that's part of how it is less disjointed, of course, that we are not looking at something in the silo. We would want to integrate so that it is a native pool for being able to push that information to Decision Genius. That's a big win so that you're not clicking a button to enable a process because that makes it so that someone can opt out of that process as soon as you have someone triggering an order for being able to do that. So building and testing that information and then really aligning to your conditions that if we're going to get that pickup and efficiency that would come into play with having a large portion of the underwriting so that it's a review instead of a full analysis for what's going to happen with that, we really want to be able to clearly outline where gaps, if any, in that process, what are the places where we're still expecting a person's point to look, and really make it look and feel like yours, your overlays, your places where you may be a little bit different than what the rest of the industry does. That's really important for your teams to get the most efficiency and that's part of the onboarding process. Very good. Yeah, we love you. We couldn't resist. Anyway, uh, one of the questions just came in. We are way behind the ball on implementing bots, and we're hearing about them. Talk about how easy it is. Linda, I remember you said, he's referencing that, is that this is just us almost don't have to do any programming that I think was met with some skepticism. It sure was when I first heard about it, but talk about that. Well, I think that if you saw the list of the tasks, maybe that would be illuminating for you. So we've got a mm-hmm. Chevron that basically breaks down the task into uh, three different categories. Setup is probably the easiest to talk about, but those are all the things that are done when you set up a loan file. And when okay. you think about ordering credit, I mean, that does not take a genius to do that. So let's say that you've got some real wackadoodle way of ordering credit. I don't know anybody that has that, but let's just say you do. So you say, I want that bot uh, to order credit. So you buy the little order credit bot. And then what we do is we go into your system and we watch somebody do it. We record it and we bump it up against what we programmed. And if there's a reason why we need to tweak it, we tweak it. And we do that before we credential it and put it in your LOS. 
So if yeah. you think about it, it's just a little digital worker. They get a login just like your human workers do. And we make sure that we calibrate it before we credential it. Right. Hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. Alan actually texted me a quick question here. Alan, go ahead. That's a great question. You just text me. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask how much of the process is bottable? Oh, I love that question. How much is bottable? That's a a hard question. Alan, I'm going to steal that for a marketing flower. How much can you bottable? Or I don't know. I love it. Yes, yes, I love it too. Well, we've got about 50 bots that are pre-programmed. And rather than bend everybody's ear on every single one of them, I'm going to ask my esteemed colleague, Rachel, as looking at it from an underwriter's perspective, what do you think? How much of the file is bottable, Rachel? The the bottable parts of the process are likely going to fall set up, pre-processing, veering into some processing tasks for being able to see some of that. Most of the things, once you get into the underwriting portion of the world, you're probably going to be exiting most of that bottable landscape for that and more into decision-making mode. But a lot of the steps pre-underwriting would be. We'll get a lot of questions in on the bots. It's interesting. I think the Decision Genius listeners, you need to go pay attention to this. Get a hold of Linda, and we're going to give her contact out information out here in just a minute. A lot of questions are coming in on the bots because I think everyone's looking for those little little wins, how to get started, and more and more people mm-hmm. are reading about bots. It, it feels like an easier thing to implement to get started in this. Is that a true statement? Is that the mm-hmm. place to start, Linda? Yes, it's a great place to start. But in order to get the ROI, you really you need to be closing around 300 loans a month. I think that's a pretty uniform number. Unless if you're doing about, I don't know, if you're doing 200, if you want to implement most all of the bots, then you're going to get a giant ROI there. I mean, when you're doing a small number of loans, it's, it's hard to realize the ROI. But we just installed several bots. What happens is it's sort of like it's very contagious. People go into ordering the bots with skepticism. They go, okay, well, I'll just get a couple. And then they get a couple and they're like, oh, my goodness, I need the whole setup suite of bots. Once you order, if you're doing more than 300 loans a month, just dip your toe in the water. Say, I want the ordering appraisal, ordering flood, ordering fraud. Flood and fraud are, are the two most popular right now. So get those two, and then you can see immediately how effective they are. Yeah, there's so much to this and the clients that we have that have truly implemented bots, the cost realization, the ROI has been far greater than they ever could realize. And I think you will start out with the amount of, oh no, we're not the best in automation, we haven't done on the front end of this thing. But once you get there, like Linda said, you're gonna to wanna to dive in a big, big way. And is so talk about that a little bit, Linda, give your contact information. Can't believe we're already at the end of the at the top of the hour. So we got to wrap this up, and I'll formally thank Rachel Harris for joining us, Vice President of Product Management. Rachel, so good to have you on here. I'm so glad you came in. And then we'll wrap it up with you, Linda, giving your contact information. How can people learn more? What's the website? Blah, blah, blah. All that good stuff. Thank you, Dave. It's Indicom.net, I-N-D-E-C-O-M-M.net. And my email address is Linda.Bomar, B-O-M-A-R, at Indicom.net. Of course, I'm on LinkedIn. I think most mortgage bankers are. So just ping me there, and I'll be glad to send you my contact information. Otherwise, I guess I can give my cell out on your big radio show, Dave. I don't know if that's probably the thing I should Yeah, 214-354-2859. 
I would love to hear from you, an email, anything. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. It'd be worth it so much. Linda, Rachel, thank you so much. Uh, kudos to Indicom. I'm familiar with the company, and I've been always impressed with the management and what you guys are doing. I thought it was just an outsourcing firm, but it's obviously become so, so much more, a real focus on automation. Huge, huge company that's made a huge impact on so many mortgage lenders, like the one that Alice Alvey now works at at Union Home because she brought all of that technology into Union Home. So if you're going to be a market leader, folks, you need to start working with what the market leaders are using for technology. And it comes a big one out there. Linda, Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you both. Thank you, Dave. You thank you. You betcha, Rachel. Next week, we've got an old friend and uh, the, one of the original voices on the Lickin' on Lindy podcast, Andy Shell, Dr. Andy Shell. He's now gotten one PhD, working on his second PhD. And he's going to be talking about the, some of the information he's coming out of his new mini book that he's just releasing. Uh, it's called Strategy, Leadership, and Culture. Very interesting what he's doing. I have the privilege of talking to Andy. It's, we're, we're good, good, good friends. We get together for as often as we can. We're both extremely busy, so don't get together as much as I would like. But I've invited him to come on because leadership is a big, big topic that we're doing a ton of consulting and coaching on. And I'm really interested in hearing what he's developed. It will stimulate your thoughts on leadership and culture and how to strategy fit in on all of that. So next week's hot topic, Andy Shell, Dr. Andy Shell, and we're looking forward to having him. Special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, Indicom, who has been the subject of this hot topic segment, as well as Incelerate, Mobility, Mortgage Market Intelligence, Modex, as well as the MBA, Knowledge Coop, Lenders One, and Mortgage Collaborative. Check out all of our sponsors on our sponsorship page on the Lincoln on Lending Podcast. And when you're there, remember to sign up for mbslive.net and use the code LOL. Appreciate you all as listeners. Thank you so much for the many, many notes that have come in through LinkedIn and text messages and emails. Your encouragement is really, really appreciated. We sit and do this every week and have done for over 10 years, and it means so much when we hear from you, our listeners. Thank you so much. Have a great week, everyone, and look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.